we're back again week number four episode number four continuing on the trend of last week with co-hosts from out of the county out of the state out of the country out of this world i got my buddy jeff co-hosting with me today we're gonna sit back relax and uh, ramble about it stay tuned and don't fall asleep this is the ramble Okay, all right, yes, and we're back, episode number four. Yes, we're still doing this. Somebody's got to be listening somewhere. Continuing with the trend from last episode where we was talking to someone from New Mexico, which was my buddy Taylor. Uh, we're going to go even a little farther here. We're going to go across the Pacific Ocean. We're going to go to the international here, and we're going to go to Japan. I got my buddy. He, this is my buddy Jeff is going to co-host this week. Um this guy I've known since I was in high school. Uh, he he was like one of my best friends back in high school. We used to hang out all the time. Um, uh, I had a thing for his sister, but it never worked out. You know, I was too good. Just playing with <laughs> you. <laughs> What's going on, Jeff? Yeah, nothing much. Just thriving, surviving, living out here in Japan. I uh, hit. I called up Jeff because uh, one, I wanted to go international finally uh, for my fourth episode, and secondly, um, Jeff. Did kind of help out with the uh, with uh, adding some extra equipment here to the to the podcast, and um, I've been wanting to do stuff with him a long time. He's uh he's really funny. Um, he ended up out of high school, ended up joining the military and stuff. Um, how's that been going for you? Uh, it's going. I uh, got 18, 18 and a half years in now, so I'm stuck. <laughs> Two more years, twenty years in the Air Force when it's all said and done, and uh. Did you ever, I, I remember when you were going in, you were saying, um, cause when we were in high school, we had a, a senior master sergeant and, um, I remember so you, your goal was to at least get to that rank. Did you, are you going to get close to that? No. no. So, nope. Uh, I am pretty much stuck at E6 at tech sergeant. Which is how far, how many steps away? Uh, that is from senior. That is two. Two. So you're stuck. Two steps. Why are you stuck? Just. No, not enough time. No, not enough. Not that it. So a lot of it's politics. Um, and my career field is actually pretty small. We only have about like 450 people in it. And your promotion rates are based on your career field's population size. So our our promotion numbers are usually pretty small. They they only promoted I think like seven people last year. I I remember you were go you were going pretty hard there for a while. I remember um hearing about it like. Every I would talk to you and you'd be like, "Oh yeah, I'm studying for my next promotion." Yeah, that was in the beginning though, huh? Yeah, kind of stagnant past couple of years because just can't can't seem to get promoted. So just over there, he's in the land of the rising sun, um, protecting us all from the dangerous aliens and the no, that space force. That's wrong, <laughs> wrong one. I'm protecting <laughs> you guys from the Japanese. For Japanese, he's keeping he's keeping Gojira. The Gojira is Japanese. <laughs> 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 but this guy used to have me laughing. This guy used to have me laughing all the time, man. It's good seeing him. Good seeing him. But yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna do this episode here. So we'll we'll start off talking about uh the obvious. It's gonna be Japan stuff. Like, what's the biggest differences that you've noticed that are like kind of I don't want to say like mind boggling or mind altering, but just like even like if it's the little things like a royale with cheese. <laughs> 
uh, biggest differences. Uh, I mean, everyone here, all the, the Japanese people are here are really nice and courteous to a fault. Like they, they will stop what they're doing, especially if, if they, they see that you're an American and you're struggling, they'll stop what they're doing and they'll, uh, they'll give you a hand or they'll, they'll like help you out with whatever you got. One of the things the, that I noticed the most though is when you go to, like, let's say you go to a Japanese McDonald's, you look at the menu on the Japanese McDonald's, and then you order, you get your food. The food that you get looks exactly like the food on the menu. Like, they, they have, it's really weird, man. They take pride in everything that they do, even if that means that you have to put the, the bun and the condiments and the meat and the the cheese and lettuce on it perfectly like it was going to be taken like like that hamburger was about to have its picture taken so which is so strange so the pictures on the menu they aren't just of like when you go to those little those little um like chinese or mexican restaurants here where they make the plate and take a picture of it and that's and it looks the same like these are like look like they're like a doctored up one as well no it looks exactly like what you ordered on the menu. So the picture, the menu pictures look just like the ones here where it's like all big and juicy and beefy. And then you get the hamburger there and it's big and, and it juicy and beefy. Just like the wow. Yeah. So what do they call a Big Mac in Japan? Uh, <laughs> I think it's called Big Mac actually. So Big Mac? Do they have the yeah. metric? Is the metric system or is it standard? <laughs> That's the metric system. So does it? I don't a, think they have a pounder though. Do they got, they don't have a quarter pounder? Is, they don't, they don't have don't a Royale so. with cheese? Nah, it's probably like the, the hentai with cheese or something. I don't know. <laughs> yes. I um. I think I, I remember a, a while ago we were talking. Um, and it was because I had seen like a video on YouTube about um. Well, with you speaking about courtesy, I remember there was a while ago I was, I was talking to you about a video I seen on YouTube, and it was about uh traveling in Japan, and there it was yeah. a guy on a train, and he was saying like one of the I don't know if it's I don't remember if he said it was like a rule or if it was just like one of those common courtesy things. He goes, when you get on the train to Japan, like you don't talk, people don't converse with each other. No, it's like you're at a funeral. No one talks at all. And the reason being is the um, because people are traveling and they're sleeping, right? Yeah, uh, a lot of people commute. There are very few people who actually have cars in Japan. There, there are a lot of people in Japan, so there's a lot of cars in Japan. So you're, you're gonna see like cars and shit on the road. But most of the people commute by train, and uh, after a long days of work and a long train ride home, they just want to sleep. So everyone is quiet. And have you taken the trains on Japan? Oh yeah. You seen people sleeping? Oh yeah. Yes, yeah, that's something. I kind of even are there kids or is it mainly just adults? No, it's everyone. Even the kids. Kids. Well, I guess yeah, because the kids would have grown up knowing to be quiet on the train. Yeah. Yeah, what, it's really, really common here. And um, what about the size difference? Because um, you're like six foot, what, four? Six foot five? Yeah, about six, a little over six four, but yeah. Yeah, you're six four, six five. And what the average height over there is shorter than me, isn't like, it? I'm five eight. Uh, I don't know. How tall are you? Five seven point five. <laughs> yeah, it's shorter than that. It's like five six. And the. Uh, I know what I have to, I always have to look up to see, to talk to you. So I can't imagine just everybody around there. Yeah. So everything is most, most places that, that you go to here, most restaurants and stuff are, uh, are built for the physiology of a Japanese person. So like, if so you go, I, I have a hard time, huh? So like, if you go to a Japanese restaurant that has a booth, like your knees are like up against the table or something. 
Yeah. A lot of a lot of restaurants too that you go to, um, you'll sit on the ground. Oh, okay. Yeah, at a, a table on the ground, like your your feet are gonna be, um, crisscross applesauce. Yeah, I don't like that word. I like the old one there. Indian style. Yeah, Indian style. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, you'll just sit like, like crisscrossed on the ground. Yeah, I can. I'm. I'm. I'm hefty. For me to. For me to do that. I mean, I don't know how many hefty people there are over there, but for me to sit, you know, uh, crisscrossed, I can. I can get maybe ten minutes out of it, and then like my knees are killing me. Yeah, my right one in particular, the the one that I I've hurt. I can't sit crisscross like that for long periods of time because it, it just starts aching. But yeah, most of the places here are uh, the seats, the bathrooms. They're they're small. They're I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm a giant <laughs> on their toilets. Is my <laughs> you like the big show? Are you like the big show uh, from the big show from um from wrestling? Remember that yeah. time the seven foot giant? <laughs> Is it just like you and uh? <laughs> Trying to sit on a little little porta potty toilet stall, With, uh, little porta stall, like a squatty potty. My <laughs> knees are kind of up, which I guess is actually better for you, but better for your uh, your BMs. Oh yeah, they sell those uh, stools that you're supposed to like uh, put your feet up on, so it elevates your knees or your hips or yeah. something. Yeah, so you don't blow your O ring out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely don't want that O ring to be blown out. But, do, the, do, but with you being so tall, like when you first, I mean, you've been to Japan, I know several times you've lived out there, but like the first, first time that you lived out in Japan, was it a big old culture shock for you or, or and like, um, I know I used to make fun of you saying that like, oh, you were the, the foreigner, the foreigner, like, did they really look, did people really look at you for being so tall? Oh yeah. They'll like, they, so again, they're, they're really polite. They're really courteous and they don't. They don't stare, but whenever you catch their eye and like you catch the way that they look at you, they give you the side eye. Yeah, that little side eye, that little, that little squint like side I'm, eye. I'm thing. looking, but I'm not looking. Yeah, I, I gotta look at this dude real quick and then quickly look away so he doesn't notice that I just looked at him. <laughs> yeah, I mean it wasn't it wasn't a huge culture shock. They're they're very. They're very Western over here, and a lot of things that they do, a lot of the fashion, a lot of the the culture is is very Western. But but yeah. you, do you do you still notice people looking at you now? Now that you've been there oh, yeah. several I'm times, like huh? a, a full foot taller than some of these people here. Every time I go to the airport, man, I feel so out of place. Like just all eyes. You can just see everybody over everybody. Yeah, <laughs> like their their portion sizes here aren't aren't very big. So whenever I go to order, I'll order extra. And like the look on their face is like, is this dude gonna be able to eat all this food? It's like a couple of grams of rice, like a like a bowl of miso soup to eat. Like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat all this and I'm still gonna be hungry afterwards. <laughs> like I'm a growing American boy. <laughs> I'm a grown ass man. <laughs> I need a lot. So, so being so being over there, so being over there, is it like um your your diet has changed? Are you more into like the the food that they have over there, or is it still just Americanized? No, I like I like all their food. They actually have quite a bit of food over here that's not like it's not Japanese food. They have actually some of the best Chinese food I've ever had in my life is here in Japan, like uh, Chinese restaurant. Yeah, like a Chinese restaurant. 
um, Indian food, Thai food. Um, they don't do well. I mean, there's one place that does Mexican food, but they don't do it very well. It's uh, it's not very good. I don't think they got Mex- enough. I don't think they got enough. Yeah. They don't got enough Hispanic over there, probably. You gonna you gonna come over here and visit sometime? Um, dude, I've been trying. I've been wanting to go for every time that you've ever lived in Japan. I've wanted to go, and now I see that my time is 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 ticking here. I got a year and a half to get out there. Yeah. Yeah. And the, I did. We did have an original plan. Um, a cousin of mine and myself. We were. He had on his bucket list before he got married. He wanted to go to Japan, and this was like two thousand six, seven. And um, we, we, we didn't quite make plans, but it was just something like, he goes, I need to do it before I get married. Long story short, he's married now. We never went to Japan, but yeah, I, I, I really wanted to get there. I wanted to get there earlier, but you know, funds and all that. Tickets, tickets are pretty cheap, man. A couple hundred bucks. Yeah, I think I seen a video on YouTube. Um, it said, "How much does it cost to spend a week in Japan?" And the dude had like came up like a little over three thousand dollars, I think. Yeah, and it was something That's like about- the the round trip plane tickets were like close to a thousand, and then staying in the hostels was like a couple hundred for the week or something. Yeah, and then it was a couple hundred for like the food and stuff, and then going to to certain places. And he's like, so grand total of U.S. dollar, it was like, it was around three thousand. Yeah, it's it'll be it'll be around that, maybe a little cheaper if you stay on base. You can stay in the the hotel on base, and it, well, it might not be as cheap as a hostel, but it, yeah, it's about three thousand, including tickets and and food and stuff. I just pack a bunch of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and ship them to myself. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Some free fried food. What about um, what about the? You've been there off and on so much. You you have to know at least, not maybe not be fluent in Japanese or or whatever they speak, but um, you got to know quite a bit, no? Nah, I'm a dumb American. Dumb I just American? point for anything that I want. Oh, that's right, that's right. I remember you were telling me that you're like, no, I just point and grunt. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. I know a few words. Like you've I know. Been at least ten years in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I've not been 10 years. I was here for four years before, and then I'm going on I'm going on three now. By the time it's all said and done, it'll be four years again, so eight years total, but so over the span of like like 15 years or something. Okay, eight of the last 15 years has <laughs> been spent in Japan <laughs> on an American, on a Japanese base in America. For yeah. Americans. Man, <laughs> this language is not easy. Come on. <laughs> it's Come on, even even the even the kid in uh the Tokyo Drift learned span or Chinese, Japanese. You know, wabaki. Yeah, that's a slipper. Wabaki is a slipper. Wabaki. Dude, I remember when you first got in or when you were first going into the military and you were talking about like, Oh yeah, when I get out I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh work for Jesse James and make motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> oh such a youthful dumb kid. <laughs> so yeah, so I was, uh, the last episode I was, uh, we did, we talked about, um, New Year's predictions and stuff. And, um, I think I kind of hit, hit a nail, not quite on the head, but I did hit a nail. Um, I had made a prediction with Taylor that there was going to be, that we haven't had a tsunami in a while and there was going to be a tsunami somewhere. And lo and behold, not for, not even a week later, 
Uh, California is flooding up north, and we have those. Uh, they call it the bomb cyclone, and oh, the atmospheric yeah. river that's just pounding the hell out of the coastline right now. And yeah, there it is flooding. California is flooding, so I'm gonna say that was hitting the nail, not quite on the head, but you know, tsunamis causes massive flooding. California has flooding. <laughs> you the hit whole, the wood, the nail I, is stuck. I hit the wood. <laughs> yeah, I hit the wood and bent the nail. Yeah. No, I hit the nail, but it bent. <laughs> yeah, you hit the nail with the side of the hammer. Yeah, it kerchot. It kerchot. <laughs> so my my wife and I have have a thing where we reference movies and stuff, uh-huh. or we'll we'll like uh we'll say lines and stuff from movies to each other. Uh-huh. And I have a habit of taking that to work with me. <laughs> I'll, I'll reference like old old ass movies, oh, <clears throat> like one liners and stuff in movies, and like it goes right over these kids' heads. Oh, dude, same here, same here. I I do it all over the place. Um, I joke around. I used to when I used to have those online dating profiles. I'd be like, I quote from way too many movies. <laughs> yep, same. Like I will say a line, and people, a lot of these um these youngins, they don't understand. And I'm like, how old are you? Oh my god! <laughs> Speaking of how old are you, for those of <laughs> a lot of my coworkers, some of my coworkers listen to the podcast too. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna laugh. Um, so you, you heard how Coolio died late last year, right? Uh, I heard that he died. In, I don't know how he did oh, it. Well, you know, well, you know, he died. Coolio died. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So when Coolio died, I put, we have this little, we use Microsoft teams to talk to each other at work. Yeah. And I had put in the, and we have like this little group chat that with, um, our unit. And I was like, Hey, did you guys hear Coolio died? And the youngest coworker said, who's Coolio? <laughs> And you can put gifts, you know, you can put gifts in there. And I put like the stupidest gifts, like say what? Like, and yeah. I told her, and I told this coworker, I'm like, dude, you lost like 50 cool points just, just by saying that alone. <laughs> and I'm like, and I know you know who Coolio is. And they're like, no. And I'm like, you know, uh, I go, you ever see Michelle Pfeiffer sit up backwards on a chair? She didn't get it. <laughs> she didn't get she it. She didn't get it. She's like, what? Who's like, who? I was like, uh, I go, you, you never heard, you never been to the Gangsta's Paradise. They, she's like, what's that? And I'm like, you know this song. And then I know Coolio also did, um, the, remember that show Keenan and Kel on Nickelodeon? Yeah. I go, he did the Keenan and Kel intro. She didn't know who Keenan and Kel was. I was like, and I was like, girl, how old are you? And she's like 20, 20, she's in her mid 20s, like early 20s, like 23, 24. Like she just graduated college not too long ago. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, nope, nope, she didn't know. Like, wow, no she had no clue who you know, Coolio was until I said You know, the sad part is it's only going to get worse. Yeah, it's only going to get worse. Yeah. <clears throat> we, had a, uh, we had an airman come to our detachment not too long ago who is, he was born in 2000. He was born in the year 2000, and his wife was born in 2001 after September 11th. Yeah, so we were asking him, like, so do you even know what, what September 11th was? Like, what it was all about? And he's like, no, I mean, stuff that I've read about, but, like, I don't really know specifics. <laughs> like, yeah. dude, crazy. Like, we're old. It's hard to, it's hard <laughs> to wrap my head around. Hard I'm to grasp the, our, our, elder, our elderhood. Uh, speaking, yeah. of, speaking of 9-11, uh, my son, um, late last year, late last school year, 
But he came up to me and he was talking about, he goes, oh, dad, we're learning about 9-11 in school. And I was like, oh, you are. And then the first thing that popped into my head was when that when that happened and we were in we were sophomores in high school when that yeah. happened, you know, everybody was saying, you know, this is going to be in the history books. Your kids are going to be learning, reading about this. And here yeah. we are. My, my son's like, yeah, we're learning about 9-11, dad. And, and I was like, oh, dude, sit your ass down. Let me learn you something. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have to learn that shit. I go, I go ba- baby Bush was president. <laughs> he didn't get the baby Bush yeah. reference. He didn't get the baby Bush reference at all. The baby Bush. <laughs> yeah, I go, baby Bush. Bush was president. And I told him what the Twin Towers were and I told him what happened. And I go, and I said, Yeah, and I go, I was at school. We heard about we heard about it in the morning. Um, when it happened, we you know, we were asleep when it happened, but we heard about it later in the morning, and I was telling him this and that. And I told him how, like, everything stopped. I go, yeah, we didn't even have school. Like, every single classroom, we were watching the news over yeah. what was happening. And, um, and I was just telling him about it. And I was telling him, and then I was telling him about Osama. And then I was telling him about Hussein. And then I said, and then, um, and then I told him how they caught Hussein and what they did to him. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it was, just, it was just weird, though, because it's like, dude, like, when this happened, we were talking about how this is going to be in history books for your kids, and now here we are explaining to our kids what happened. Yep. My only pride right now is of, of being this old is I've only gotten one white hair on my chitty-chin-chin, and it fell out already. But I still got a full head of hair. <laughs> All my teeth. I, no still, <laughs> I still got a full head of hair, but I have my, my face is like covered in gray. That's where I, I hold all my stress is in my facial hair. Dude, I, speaking of your facial hair, dude, why a mustache? Why only a mustache? Why not? If you got it, flaunt it, right? <laughs> like, you, see a, you see a woman with a big butt. Right. She you, shows you, that you, thing off. You just got the, the straight up freaking hillbilly mustache. Yeah, nah, not hillbilly. Maybe That's not a hillbilly. Rhode Island State Police. There you go. <laughs> I was going to say the Super Troopers mustache. <laughs> that thing is solid. <laughs> but like, Hell yeah. It's, it's speckled it's with, very, with salt. Very right manly, now. but it's still just a, just, a, just a mustache. Hell yeah. You would not believe how many compliments I get. Like People just walk by and they're like, man, I wish I could grow a mustache like that. It's like, yeah, me too. They're like, <laughs> wait, I have one like that. <laughs> yeah, either that or all, uh, whenever I get a compliment about it, they're like, yeah, it's... It's really grown on me too. <laughs> <laughs> See, with the dad jokes, look at that. Love them. So since you, since what you do I, these what? knives, since you do these knives as a hobby, like what 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 got you into wanting to do the knives in particular? Because as long as I've known you, you've been a gun dude. Yeah. And, and like all of a sudden, I seen you were making knives, and then I was like, hey, I want a knife. And then I bought one off you. Then I waited a year and got a custom one off you. <laughs> yeah. So. One Christmas, my wife got me. Have you ever heard of uh, man crates? Not specifically, but I I do know what those are. Like I've had bespoke before. I've had loot crates. I've had yeah it, a few of those subscriptions. It's a subscription box essentially. Yeah, it's basically the same thing. Like uh, they they have different themes. Uh, they're man crates for like shaving your face. They have like different razors and shaving shit. Yeah. Yeah, so she got me she got me a man crate for uh, Christmas. Uh, I think it was in like 2016, 2017, something like that. 
and it was a knife kit. It was a it was a pre-made knife that you would just finish. You would just put the the scales on it, and then you would make the sheath and uh, stain the sheath and sharpen it and everything. Well, I started making it, and I started looking at it, and the the more that I looked at it, I was like, this knife is ugly. I could do a better job than this. So I looked it up online. I, I looked up some videos of some knife makers on YouTube and stuff, and saw how they did it, and like you know what I could do that. So I made my first one, and <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was it was a uh, I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> it, was, it was like it was like zen. A zone. I had no, I had no other cares in the world but how to put this file down straight on this steel and just make, make a sharpened crowbar, <clears throat> to shape and finish something. So, so it was a hobby that was born out of I can do better than this. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. It was like Tim Allen. <laughs> more, more steel, more, more power, out power. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I literally started out making making knives with a little tiny, the shitty vice that actually came in that that man crate, mm -hmm. and a file. <clears throat> I had a hacksaw that I used to cut the 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 blank out the outline of the the knife. Right. And I would just file everything else, hand file everything. So, <laughs> you really started from like bare minimum. Like, I got this crappy little vice. I have some metal. I have a hacksaw to cut it and a file to sharpen it. Yep. And we're gonna get this done. And you, and it was just you were in your zone. Yep. That was all. <laughs> that was all I cared about. Yeah. So started out doing that, and then over time, I just started acquiring more and more tools to to make the to make the the knives faster. Is basically what it was. I I already know how to do it. Mm -hmm. Now I just do it faster. And then you started, um, well, just showing like your buddies, and they're like, "Oh, I want one," because it was yeah, cool. Yeah, basically, I would uh, I would bring them into work. <laughs> it was also not allowed. You, you can't have, in the the building that I worked in. You can't have a knife over like three inches or something like that. Oh, it's California. No, it was in Colorado. <laughs> I mean, same yeah, same laws. Yeah, <clears throat> but uh, I would smuggle them into work, and I would show my buddies. They're like, "Oh man, that's sweet. Make me one. I want one." And were you um, telling them same thing as me? Like, give me the stuff, I'll do it. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Either so they, give me the stuff, or or prompt me some money, and I'll go buy it and right. make it for you. Right. I think uh, I had my very very first knife that I made. I uh, I gave it to my father in law, mm -hmm. and then after that, I think I made like one or two more before, just for fun, uh, before I got a. Um, a commission that one of my uh, coworkers commissioned me to to make two for his uh for his dad's birthday coming up. Was um one of those I I saw you did one a while ago. It was to look similar to a a, a firearm. Yeah, nineteen eleven. That 19, was Kevin. Oh, okay. Not, oh, that wasn't that his. Was Kevin, sorry, that was Bills. That was Bills. Okay, so that wasn't the knife. Okay. Yeah, that was like my. Fifth, fifth knife or fourth knife, fifth knife, something like that. The 1911. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then, yeah. um, then you just kind of started because I've seen you post pictures of like, like I said, like half a dozen knives at a time. 
I'll yeah. get it heat treated. Are they all are all the, were all those knives like similar, or they were all just like cut a certain cut similar, heat treated, and then you like changed them up after? No. So with with that batch that uh, that you're talking about, I made a couple of them, and uh, they were really popular. They they like sold out really really fast. Mm-hmm. I think I had sold like like four of them, four or five of them, and. I I was trying to I was trying to do a better job at making models. Like I'll have like a model, mm-hmm. but I was having a hard time making each knife similar to the last. So there's like subtle little imperfections here and there that, that I I just I couldn't help but put it in. It, it wasn't it wasn't because I wanted to. It was just because the nature of of knife making you're gonna make mistakes. Right. There's a there's an adage in a knife make world. That knife makers don't make mistakes. We just make smaller knives. <laughs> so whenever you mess up, you just okay. Now it's a different knife. You just turn it to something else. <laughs> shave it down. Yep. You gotta shave it down. But, turn it something else. So what I did was I reached out to a uh, to a water jet company in Utah, and I sent them my my design and had them uh, do a CAD drawing of it, and then uh, water jet cut out steel blanks and ship them to me so that that batch that you that you're talking about that's all uh water jet cut to make each one of those knives exactly like the other one so they in the end they were all the same or yeah they're all the the blade itself was the same um just what like different scales and stuff yeah yep no i noticed it after after a while you started like experimenting and he did that one that had the the mammoth tooth handles Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that for uh I'll never do that again either. I did that for a buddy of mine at work. His name was John. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he bought he so he wanted a knife from me. Actually, it's uh same same kind of knife that you have that that I sold you. Uh-huh. Um those two knives are actually brothers. <laughs> <laughs> did the brothers. Phoenix did the Phoenix uh only give one feather to each knife? Yeah, you got Baltimore. <laughs> I got Baltimore. <laughs> Yeah, dude, that's what's all. Yeah. Dude, on a, on a on a little side, well, not on a side topic, but kind of veering off here because you know we ramble on this on this podcast. Uh, that knife I use a lot, like so much, and that, like I tell, I got to send it back to you to get fixed because I've the sheath is broken. There's no more clip on it. It hasn't had a clip probably in about two years. I just like <laughs> stick, I either just stick it in my pocket with the clip on it, or um, most of the time it's just in my car, in like in the in the passenger, in, not in the passenger seat. Most of the time, it's just in my car in the um, glove box because I'm nice. always using it like out and about. And I'm like, like because it doesn't have the clip, it just stays mainly in the car because I can be like, oh, let me just go out to the car and grab my knife. Uh-huh. Unless I, um, and then uh, then once I get it out the car, it's just pretty much sitting in like my butt pocket. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, like I've worn the crap out of that thing. It needs to be sharpened bad. It is so chunked out, and it's not it's not very sharp anymore. But I've had that yeah. knife. I don't know, four or five years now. And yep. it maybe even longer than that. I think I was still married when I got that knife. Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah, I only made two of those yours and then, uh, John's. And it's, and it's, um, and it's, I think and it, made yours first and then I made John's. It's passed up the test of time. I tell you, <laughs> I mean, it's still, yeah, it's not super but, sharp, but it still cuts. I mean, there's like literal, like little flat spots and chunks in the, in the edge. Yeah, the the type of steel that is, 
is uh, known to be really it's it's going to be really chippy. It it's really hard. It's called D two is what it is. D two tool steel. Um, it's really really hard. It holds the edge forever, but it's really chippy. It the edge whenever you uh get it down to like a, a fine like a keen cutting edge it it's known to chip mm-hmm. that's why it's one of the reasons why i don't use d2 anymore because it's a little chippy yep but yeah man that thing yeah that thing i need to i think you told me one time just get a whetstone and do it man it was either you or one of my other buddies was like no, I, just get a whetstone and honestly do it. how i learned how to sharpen knives on whetstones is just getting in and doing it yeah, see, my thing is I'm afraid I'm going to have, like, it, hold it at the wrong angle. Because, like, I've looked up videos, and there's dudes who are like, okay, you hold it at, you know, you're going to do your main sharpening at this angle. And then when you want to get that fine point, you're going to turn it down, and you're going to go at yeah. this angle. And then you're going to flip the knife around and do the same exact thing, but on the other side. And I'm like, oh, whoa. <laughs> you know, uh, an easy way to practice uh-uh. is on a butter knife. Get a butter knife or a couple <laughs> butter knives. <laughs> And just, yeah, that's your, <laughs> just no sharpen it in cold butter. Yeah, ain't got it. nothing on this. <laughs> yeah, act like you're in prison, just making a shank. Just making a shank. Don't yep. got to worry about softening my butter anymore. I got a, I got a butter knife to cut through the butter oh, yeah, in, this, in, in the fridge. This butter knife cut through butter like it was made to do it. <laughs> so sharp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that first knife, the one that has a twin brother, yeah, that one, dude, I love that damn thing. I, like I said, I, I need to... I want to send it back to you and have you make a leather sheath for it. I thought the plastic was going to be cool, but that I like the when he made that second knife for me that when he made Delilah, and I yeah. and I saw that sheath, I was like, oh my god, this thing is beautiful. And um, the weight, she's 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 yeah. a hefty she's a hefty girl. Yeah, she's girthy. But uh, have you tried her out yet? Yeah, yeah. Girthy. Remember I told you? Uh, well, yeah, I haven't used her to chop, 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 but um. Just like around here in the apartment complex, like when I first moved into this apartment complex, the backyard has a, a decent sized patch mm. of dirt that was just full of like five foot tall weeds and stuff. And yeah, um, you're, instead of pulling you're them out, <laughs> yeah. So I took that thing. I was like, all right. <laughs> so um, uh, I have been letting them grow because I didn't get that knife until I was living here. Um, but yeah, all those weeds and stuff were back there. So one day I, I grabbed a knife. I was like, I'm just going to chop all these down. And I was just, shoot, shoot. That's was, funny. Yeah. She's crazy. You know she has I... the weight. She has the weight. And then, um, yeah, yeah. But that was, um, that knife, you did something different. Well, it was spring steel you used, right? That I sent you. You said it was for making, yeah, uh, ball bearings. Yeah. It's yeah. 52 on is ball bearing steel. Yeah. It's really tough. Yeah, and then um, you did some sort of acid etching. Yeah, you know, you want to know what I used to etch it? Uh, I think you told me. I don't remember though. Mustard. Mustard. Yeah. No, then, <laughs> you didn't, then you didn't tell me. I would remember that because I love mustard. <laughs> yeah, I coated it in mustard. Let it sit for a couple hours. I think I did like a uh, like a slight coffee etch to it a little bit. I wanted it to have like a kind of like a blotchy pattern to match the handle. Yeah, it it does. It kind of well in the pictures you sent me of her when uh, before you sent it to me, like the picture made the blotches look a lot more. Um, it made them pop. Almost look knurled, but not knurled, because knurled yeah. knurled is too fine of a point. Um, 
I thought it was more like he scratched etching, like he stuck acid on there and it just like ate into the metal. That's what the nah. picture looked like. And then I got it and I was like, oh, it didn't etch in, but it still looked cool. And then um, yeah. you coated it in is. metal. Oh, no, I'm sorry. You coated it in oil. You told me to use oil on it, but then it yeah. sat it sat for a few, uh, couple months in my closet um, yeah. after I had used it in the backyard. And it sat for a couple months in the closet and it kind of, I guess, dried out or something. But those etchings um got like a they're not rusted but they they got like a real fine patina thing going on yeah that's basically what that that uh a mustard etch does is it, it forces a patina on it so it actually helps fight rust so if, if you were to get it wet a little bit because it already has that oxide layer layer on the outside of it it won't rust as bad It'll still rust if you if you leave it wet and don't take care of it, but it won't rust nearly as fast or as bad. No, no, I take care of that thing. <laughs> the only thing was, I was just I remember you were telling me something. Yeah, you're gonna want to put some oil on this every once in a while, and then it sat for a couple months yeah. and pulled it out one day. I was like, ah, I should probably oil this, <laughs> but I don't know what to use. Yeah. If you don't have oil, what what yeah. I had I got cooking use... oil. Nah, cooking oil won't do because it'll go rancid. What about uh, bacon grease? Now nah, that'll go rancid even faster than the coconut oil will. Oh. Now you have any? I'm sure you have some. Knowing you, coconut oil. Have any? Uh, <laughs> any Vaseline? <laughs> Just put like a thin coat of Vaseline on. A thin it. coat of Vaseline will do the same. Yep. All right. <laughs> I go buy. I go. I, um. I probably have to go buy some Vaseline, and I, I'm. I think I'm out. Yeah, you got a tub. You got a tub underneath the sink. <laughs> that is for medical purposes only. I had some That's issues in the past. Medical purposes only. Medical purposes only. Vaseline is for medical pur- medical purposes and for burns. What you do in your dungeon is your business, man. <laughs> you should buy another knife off me, man. I'm making a few. Making a few more. I just got to raise it work. I'll probably take you up on that offer since I can't mail you back mine. Yeah. Maybe I'll just have to wait until you come to Texas, and then I'll go out there or ship it to you in Texas, like a yeah, a leather sheath for it, huh? Or move out there and just come over to my house. Move out there, <laughs> be down the street, neighbors. Yeah, come over. We'll, we'll sharpen some some fucking crowbars, we'll, make shit. We'll sharpen some knives, and uh, while the knives are being heat treated, we'll play some uh, some PC games. Remember all that? Remember all those PC games we used to play together? Yeah. <laughs> Mainly playing, Command uh, and Conquer. Uh, playing Red Alert. Yeah, Red Command and Conquer, Red Alert Two. Yeah. With Yuri's Revenge, I remember because I got this that one expansion, and you're like, "Quit playing with it. Quit playing with that dude <laughs> with the. You just mind control yeah, everything. Broke man, huh? Compared to Russia and the United States, Yuri was really? Russian. Just just did um yeah mind control capabilities. I remember I was all into that game. We got the elderhood. We got the dad jokes. We got living in Japan. We got knife making. We got living in different states. We got predicting weather. And that's why we call it the yep. Ramble. It's the Ramble. <laughs> the Rumble? The Ramble. Ready to rumble? Nope. The Ramble. And thank you, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thank you to Jeff for joining us. Um, we're going to do a lot more with him in the future here. We're, we're heading full steam ahead into 2023. We'll see y'all next week.